You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they're complex, but enjoying them should be easy. You don't need to worry about complex formations and flavor profiles or which wine pairs with what. All that matters is together, barefoot wine and rams are easy to enjoy. So let's enjoy ourselves. Barefoot, the official wine sponsor of the NFL. What's up, Jammies? Welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine. So I spent the last 24 hours constantly refreshing my Twitter feed, waiting for any trade deadline news and checking my phone. I'm still waiting on that group chat invite Kevin said he was going to put me in. Uh, They must be busy or (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, checking right now, I still still haven't, um, you know, gotten anything. I hope everyone had a safe and fun Halloween. I had this crazy thing happen with my eye where it's like it's still pretty swollen. And I went to urgent care yesterday and they put like a steroid cream on it. I think my dog scratched me. But if you're watching the video version of this and you're like, why is Erica's eye look so weird? It's not from me like twitching over my Twitter um, feed trying to see if the Rams made a trade or it could be it could be both. Um, It could be stress induced. I don't know. But it was a very stressful for some stressful for for not people trying to figure out what's happening. So we will get into the trade deadline news where the Rams stand. We'll hit the fan question of the week. And then I'm going to sit down with Trevor Sykema from PFF to talk Rams Bucks this weekend. Here it is. It is 4 p.m. Eastern. It is about 1.05 p.m. on Tuesday when I'm taping this, which means that the 2022 trade deadline has officially passed. Where we stand in the NFC West, the Rams didn't make any moves. And I want, at first, I know people were really excited. Are they really going for edge rushers or runners? And there was a lot, a lot of discourse, you know, on Twitter and on message boards and on Reddit and YouTube, everywhere. People are are all over the place about what's happening with, with the trade deadline. I want you to go back and listen or watch last week's episode with COO Kevin Demoff. And he was talking about the fact that this team is building around its pieces as well, and they feel really good about, you know, Kyron Williams coming back and Ronnie Rivers, who had a great showing against the Niners. He played really well. Van Jefferson's getting his legs back under him. The offensive line pieces are slowly coming together and beginning to click. What Kevin said is they were only going to make a move if it made sense and if it worked out in the way that they want and they weren't willing to, like they said, overspend for a Christian McCaffrey or something if it didn't fit just right. So have faith, have faith in this Rams organization. I sure do. Was it fun refreshing Twitter, hoping that maybe something splashy would happen? Of course. But when this boils down and we look at what the Rams are doing and the pieces that they've acquired since winning the Super Bowl, let me remind you, Rams fans, the Last season, they are the Super Bowl champions. So there was a reason that everything came together the way it was and that the way that this, you know, Sean McVay and Les Snead ran organization runs. So have a little faith. Everything's going to be okay. The Niners acquired Christian McCaffrey. They sent Jeff Wilson to Miami. Miami got Bradley Chubb um, as well. The Steelers sent Chase Claypool to the Bears for weapons around Justin Fields. Kelvin Ridley to the Jags, which that's kind of funny if you know the situation with why he got suspended on which game he, you know, may have made a wager on. Him being sent there um, is a little ironic. 
Um, but as far as the NFC West, I mean, there weren't huge pieces moved um, between the teams besides Christian McCaffrey. Of course, you know, the Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Ravens. TJ Hawkinson was traded in the division to the Vikings. So a lot, a lot of pieces were moved and a lot of teams did some stuff. But besides Christian McCaffrey in our division, the NFC West, we're still sort of looking at the same teams. So like I said 10 seconds ago, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I'm excited to see what this team does next and how all these pieces are coming together. And we're on to Tampa this week. And I'm really excited that Trevor's going to be joining me in a minute to talk about this Bucks team and what the Rams need to do to get a win on the road. So let's answer a fan question of the week. Reminder, you guys have been awesome sending them in. Ricky's Ram Jam at rams.nfl.com. The dating question last week was hilarious and I got a lot of comments on that, which was super fun. So don't feel feel obligated to to make them all X's and O's or Rams related in a sense. Um, loved it. So so keep those coming. So this is from Jack Laughlin, Woodland Hills, California. Hey, Ricky, loving the show. The Kevin episode last week was great. This is another SoFi question. <laughs> now that Taylor Swift announced her t- stadium tour and she's ending it at SoFi, will I see you there? Jack, that's an awesome question. I'm also going to, I have it in my notes to ask Trevor about it in a little bit because I, I know she's doing a stadium tour all over. So I'm super curious on, on if he's going to go, which I think I know my answer, but we'll have to wait and see. And actually, as we speak, I have the queue um, in Ticketmaster up in the background of my computer while this is going. And I'm trying to register to get into the like verified fans list to to get in there. Um, And it was funny. I like I've been texting. I texted Kevin Demoff again about Taylor Swift and he hasn't answered me. I wonder if it's like, is it a busy day in the NFL today or something? I don't know why he hasn't gotten back to me. But no, her at SoFi for two nights as of now. Cross our fingers. Crazy things could happen. Maybe more dates are added. But yes, I will definitely be there and I'm so excited. And Swifties, if you're if you're not a Swifty, but you're a jammy, like maybe we should do like a, a jammy night hang at the Taylor Swift concert at SoFi because SoFi is the place to be. Okay, enough Taylor Swift, enough trade deadline talk. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a deep breath in. And we're going to we're going to exhale. Everything is fine. The Rams have a plan. They always do. As you know, Jammies, we love football and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be easy. And both are easier to enjoy with friends. So I'm happy to be pairing my Barefoot Wine right behind me. You can't see it. It's off screen for, you know, legal reasons with my wonderful friends and guests today, Trevor Sycamore. Trevor Hello, how are you? It's it's like a light day, right? Nothing big going on. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, just just a couple of players moving, very very minimal, not a lot of talk around the league, so it's great. Middle of the day, we get to chit chat about it, but I appreciate you having me on here because it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to talk to you, mostly about your barbecue takes. You know, your hashtag oh, yes. always three sides. Like, do you want to explain to Jammies that might not know what that take is? Sure. Yeah. So um, big time barbecue enthusiast, big time food enthusiast. I think that uh, food often unlocks some of the greatest joys in life. So the barbecue take, uh, it's a it's a rule that I have called three sides minimum. And it doesn't 
come from gluttony, okay? I'm not saying that you've got to, like, eat until you're sick. That's not the point of the rule. The point of the rule is um, I grew up in Florida, um, and I've traveled around through the South a lot. And barbecue is a type of cuisine cuisine that often has so many homegrown recipes. Like, somebody's mom and dad or grandfather's or something passed down great recipes down to them. And, you know, I always think that everybody always loves their go-to sides. Like, some people love chopped pork, pulled pork. Some people love ribs. Some people love brisket. And they're always going to get those things. But there's so many great homegrown recipes that come in the sides. So if you walk into a barbecue place, it's just a little motto to say, hey, if I see something, maybe I don't always order green beans. Maybe I don't always order baked beans. Maybe I don't always order um, street corn or whatever it is. But if, it's, right. if I see it and it looks good, and it could be like a homegrown recipe, I want to empower people to try it. So instead of the two sides that always come with the plate, get a third one. Try something, get outside of your box, try some good food, something something that looks good. I feel like that is like not that hot of a take. And I think it's such a great take because sometimes the best thing is when you're having your brisket or your pulled pork is like, oh, the coleslaw on the side or some like funky mac and cheese. Like I'm so, we are so on the same wavelength with this. And I totally, totally agree with you. I knew I was amongst good company there, so <laughs> that was never a doubt, though. Yeah. So, are you you're from Tampa originally, or like a Bucks fan for life, or tell me about that a little bit? I'm from just south of Tampa. Um, okay. I always tell people just Tampa because it's easier if you've never been to Florida. But little town called Bradenton, Florida, um, about an hour south of Tampa, and I grew up there. Um, Dad raised me on every Tampa sport possible, so the Rays, okay. the Lightning, the Bucks, uh, all of that is stuff that I've been watching since I was very little. And um, you know, it was it it was kind of crazy that I went to the University of Florida, got my broadcast um, degree there, and when I came home, I had the opportunity to work for a company called Pewter Report, which covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So very early in my career, I got to live out what was a dream job for me, getting to cover the team that I watched growing up. And so I was able to do that for a couple of years, which was uh, very special. And uh, I love doing that as well. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love to I love to hear that. I'm originally from the New England area. Um, so was a Brady fan my entire mm. life. And so once he moved down to the Bucks, I definitely was more plugged in with them than I have been in the past. Um, how, however, I am sort of fallen off this season, you know, his personal life things on on the side I'm definitely tracking and I feel for him and and I am always going to have such you know admiration for Tom Brady but I haven't been you know I guess now that that I'm with the Rams full-time and have been really working on on you know the west coast of things Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to have you on today so I can get a little bit more insight going up into this Rams Bucks matchup so Brady's on a three-game losing streak for the first time in his 20-year career. The Bucks sit at three and five after that TNF loss. Um, what's going on with this with this offense? Oh man, that's a loaded that's, uh, question. That's like such a million, big question. <laughs> million, it is. It's a million-dollar question, but it's a question that everybody wants to know the answer to. Honestly, I think in a world of social media and Twitter, and how quickly can we get to say? Uh, as little words as possible to get to the take that we want to have. It's hard to actually quantify everything that's going on in Tampa because people are very quick to be like, oh, it's Brady's off the field stuff. Oh, it's just the injuries. Oh, it's the fact that Bruce Arians isn't there anymore. And in all honesty, it's a lot of those things combined. I think that um, it does start with Bruce Arians handing over the reins to Todd Bowles. Um, And I do think that for as much as 
We didn't really believe that there was going to be a lot of schematical or roster changes because those guys were on the roster even, or on the coaching staff even while Arians was there. I do think there's something to the team taking on the identity of a coach, and Arians was very much this in-your-face, outgoing, very prideful, I don't want to say egotistical, but like he was a fiery dude, That's right. he, and he was very... He was very bold in just the way that he carried himself and he went about his game plan. And, and that confidence really bled over into the rest of the roster. I really do believe that that kind of mental makeup is what propelled them once they got Tom Brady to end, and eventually win a Super Bowl. Todd Bowles, and I'm not saying that this is a way that you can't be a winner, but he is very different. He he seems a lot more soft-spoken. He seems a lot more quiet in his approach. And right. I feel as though... I don't know. There just seems to be a personality difference with the identity that we're seeing on this team when they take the field as well. Another issue is certainly the in- in- injuries. When you look at the loss of Ryan Jensen from earlier in training camp, and then you think right. about how they don't have Ali Marpet because he retired a bit, um, a bit surprisingly early in the offseason. They don't re-sign Alex Kappa. And so those are three starting offensive linemen who all played together over the last couple of years on that interior, and none of them are there right now. Now, right. they like Robert Hainsey, who's been able to step in at center. They obviously make a move for Shaq Mason, and he's been a good interior offensive lineman. But, Erica, you know this. Offensive line takes time, chemistry. Oh, You've yeah. got to work together <laughs> with this group. And when you don't do that, it's 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 normally not great results. And on top of all of that, something else that's huge that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, or they just don't want to admit, this team really misses Rob Gronkowski. Yes. In basically In basically every single way that you can miss him, whether it's the throws over the middle on the early downs, or it's the clutch third down catches to keep drives going, or, of course, how deadly he was in the red zone and reliable for Brady for so long, but also the run blocking and pass blocking. They are missing all of those things from Rob Gronkowski so much. And I was actually having a conversation with somebody earlier today, and I said, I don't know if I fully believe this, but I don't not fully believe it. If they had Gronkowski, this team's probably one game over 500 right now. Right. If they have one other player from the players that they've lost over the last year, I think they're probably over 500. So that can't be understated as well. As far as that 49ers loss last weekend with with the Rams, I not that I'm not that I'm discounting it, but I do think that it's something that this this Rams team is going to sort of, okay, we don't play them again in the regular season. Hopefully we see them in the postseason, and now it's time to move on. And I do feel like they are getting this Bucks team at sort of the, the right time for the Rams. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so apart the, the defense, you know, we said no Shaq Barrett. What about, how do you feel about that? I mean, aren't they the third ranked in sack percentage but it was that mostly Shaq Barrett or how can they exploit them I guess is is my question how can the Rams or how could the Buccaneers which one how can the The Rams exploit this like you said sort of banged up defense yeah I think uh, certainly and unfortunately uh, attacking the linebackers is probably the best way to do it I think Levante David's one of the best linebackers in the game still has been even in his old age but right uh Devin White's unfortunately not playing very well and a lot of people I'll just say overhyped Devin White after they won the Super Bowl and and White was allowed to play as fast and as free as he was because the rest of the defense around him in Tampa during that Super Bowl run, especially in the playoffs, was playing well. The the whole rest of the defense around him was playing perfect, and they were really allowing Devin White to kind of freelance and do what he needed to do to be a fantastic athlete in the middle. Now they need him to be a little bit more disciplined, and he has not been reliable in that realm. So I think because of that, 
The Rams utilize play action a lot. That seems to be where teams are really burning the Bucks defense. And I think it's because Devin White's kind of getting manipulated by uh, this play action. Sometimes the safeties can as well. David's normally pretty reliable. He's seen a lot in his day, but McVeigh knows this too. And right. you know, going back to kind of what you said about the head games, this is a really good opportunity to be a get-right game for the Los Angeles Rams. Be if nothing more, but because Tom Brady's on the other sideline, regardless of what state the Buccaneers are in, regardless of their losing streak, regardless of whatever, when you beat Tom Brady. You feel good about it. You're going to feel good about it. And and it's just because you know that unlike any other player in the NFL, until that clock hits zero, that's Tom Brady on the other side of things. So they're right. all going to be playing with that kind of mentality. And it could be an area where they definitely have the the ability to put that Niners loss behind them, kind of catapult themselves here with a big win. But I think that just when, when I think about kind of schematically, how do you really attack this Bucks defense? Unfortunately, you attack it in a lot of ways because it's been pretty soft so far this year. But I do think utilizing play action in the passing game is the best way to seem to get to, to get guys open over the middle. Definitely. And I know that both teams have struggled in the in the run game. The Rams are 31st and the Bucks are 32nd. I think both teams like are going to be airing it out. And I and I hope that, you know, this is a a an opportunity the the Rams defense haven't had as many takeaways I think defensively they've been they've been pretty strong defense and they've been they've been holding teams to you know low points and and that type of stuff but I'm really waiting for that you know Jalen Ramsey had a couple of drops that could have been really game you know changing drops that if he had gotten and so I just think that like once this defense and not that it's it's Tom Brady so you you know the the chances of of that you know kind of go back and forth depending on on the team but I I do feel like this is the game for some of that those defensive takeaways to happen yeah and and the Rams have defensive stars right Bobby Wagner's playing really well Jalen Ramsey's obviously one of the best Aaron Donald's phenomenal and and you know for as much as this is a layup of a take. Aaron Donald versus the Buccaneers interior could be the thing that sways the game completely because as much as I mentioned Shaq Mason being pretty good and pretty reliable on that right side of the line scrimmage, you've got Tristan Wirfs next to him at right tackle. It's Shaq Mason playing right guard, and then that entire left side of the Buccaneers offensive line is... Not as reliable as you would want it to be for me to put it lightly. And if you just align Aaron Donald up against the left guard of the center all game long, I mean, he's going to be in Brady's lap. And for as much as Brady is a guy who gets the ball out of his hand very quickly, there's only so much you could do there. There's only so many times that you can get the ball out of your hand quickly, especially if the game gets a little bit towards what the Rams are hoping the script is, which is they're up on the scoreboard. If that's the case, Donald gets to pin his ears back a little bit more. That's a dangerous spot to be. So a little bit of a duh take that Aaron Donald's going to be an X factor, but especially <laughs> <might> against <laughs> right. It's, but especially against yeah. this current Buccaneers interior offensive line. That is truly one of the best in the NFL going up against what is a pretty big weakness for Tampa, and that's not good for them. Definitely, definitely. I did see um, it's Tuesday. Taylor Swift announced her stadium tour. She is going to be playing in Tampa. Are you planning Mm -hmm. on going to that? Uh I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to that one. Uh, But I also know that Tampa is a massive Taylor Swift fan city. I mean, Who like Tampa's isn't? a good. Who isn't? Tampa's a good like music city. Anyways, it seems like every show yeah. that goes to Raymond James Stadium is always sold out. But like, 
that one in particular is just going to sell out within two seconds. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that if you are going to that one or if you're planning to go on to that one, it's going to be one hell of a time. Definitely, definitely. That was such a political answer for you being like, I am not going to see Taylor Swift and I'm making notes. Um, let me just write that down that you're not going. Okay, good to know. I know the I know the Taylor Swift I know the Taylor Swift bangers and I'm not afraid to be like, you know They're bangers. Blank space, bad blood, like like just out like we're talking like I have no shame in jamming to the bangers. But Okay. I'm also okay. not going to know every Taylor Swift song. I'm okay, I can. I I respect the the respect to one professional to another, so I okay, will definitely definitely accept that. Um, I will. I'm going to try to make it to like three stadiums. That's my goal Ooh. for for her show. So I'll definitely nice. hit SoFi. Might do Gillette just because I can go with friends from back home. Oh, there and, you go. And so now I'm thinking like maybe Tampa could be fun or somewhere destination. Maybe Nashville. When is when is it in Tampa? Do you it's, know? Um, Let's see. It is. Well, she's going to be here in August, but I Uh think she's on the East Coast like May, June-ish. Okay. So it's off season. If you can do it in May. Yep. That'd be a decent time to do. If you start, you start getting into like June, July, August, it just starts to get hot. Yeah. It's just hot down there. So if you get there in May... You might hit some nice weather, some perfect beach opportunity, and a Taylor Swift concert. And look, even if I'm not uh, the biggest Swifty in the world, that sounds good to me. That sounds <laughs> okay. like a good vacation. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay, so now let's do our Ram Jam, and this is what I do with each guest. I ask them the same three questions. Okay? okay. Yes. Trevor, which yes. Rams moment is your favorite of all time? Oh, man. Um, Probably so the moment that they acquired Odell Beckham Jr. right like I don't have like I don't have a obviously like I don't have a big like affinity a big emotional moment for like a big Rams win or anything but I would say that two of my favorite Rams players of all time Steven Jackson and then uh I just love Odell Beckham Jr. so when he had the opportunity to go to a team that I knew had the chance to win a Super Bowl I was like hell yes we're making this happen I was obviously heartbroken when he got hurt during the game, right. but Ugh. still got the ring out of it, and I'm very happy for him for that. So um, probably that one. Probably. Yeah. I know it's. I know some Rams fans might listen and be like, okay, well that's like obscure, but I'm not. I'm, I just <laughs> that's. I gotta stick with no. who I am. No, no, I lo- I love that. I think that's what I think football is so cool is that it's not just. I, everyone has these emotional connections to things or feelings like where they were at the time and. I remember a few years ago when he was traded from the Giants to the Browns. I I used to be, you know, a, a producer slash, you know, personality on the Around the NFL podcast with some of those guys from NFL Network. Mm-hmm. And they kind of made it a joke that, and it wasn't really a joke, like I tend to travel during free agency week, um, which would just be like, well, all my friends are going to Europe, so I'm going to go. And they're like, you're <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Like this, don't you realize like this is your job? And I'm like, yeah, I know. So you know, it's that's sort of the ongoing thing. And I was in Scotland and I remember being like, it was, you know, three in the morning that time. And it was, don't ask me why I was up. And it was like, oh my God, they're moving. Like, it was just crazy. So like those moments, I remember yeah. that more than the actual trades or, or stuff that com- that happens within teams, you know? And, and honestly, like the crazy trade with Stafford and Goff, like yes. how they went about that. Like that's, I'm just, obviously I'm a, I'm, I'm, super recency bias here with some of these moments that are sticking out to me but they won a super bowl because of it 
right? Right. And, and you say to yourself, like, oh, they gave up all these picks. It was crazy. Like, dude, you know, there's the, the, the F them picks meme, which has been fantastic to watch. But, like, they won a Super Bowl for it. And I think right. so many teams of fan bases would tell you, if you win one, it's worth it. So right. those kinds of moves were very fascinating to me for a team that went absolutely all in. That at the time, you maybe go, ooh, what? As <laughs> like as a like like as a team builder, I don't I don't know if I love this move, but it got him a Lombardi. It got him a ring. And you know right. what? That's uh, that's worth it in the end. So I think that those those moves were were very fun to me, and those are definitely two that I remember of recent. Absolutely. Okay, so maybe it's barbecue, but maybe it's not. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Okay, it can't be barbecue. I, it can. I, I mean, it my, totally can. I know, but my but yeah, but my my stomach would kill me. You know what? I I I think the meal that I yep. choose to eat okay. the most whenever I have like a cheat meal or it's something like oh I can eat whatever I want tonight is chicken wings. Like, it's hot wings. Okay. It's hot wings. Yeah. But I couldn't eat, I, like, I couldn't eat a hot wings all the time. So all of this to say, I'm giving a ton of context. My answer okay. for this question yeah. is, is a poke bowl. Okay, so you can a, switch that out a little bit, and the rice is healthy, yes, the veggies, yes. very kind of crisp and light. I totally, yes. I see that. That's a good answer. I love, I love the different varieties of fish. Um, I was able to go to Hawaii for the first time this summer, humble Ugh. brag. And, That's uh, so cool. Even, Where'd you go? Even, even the uh, so I went to the island of Oahu. A friend there of mine, uh, a friend of mine lives there, so we got to stay with him for. A oh, that's awesome! The poke that they have out of the grocery store, like it, like what, what you would you would go to a grocery store and get like a deli sandwich, and in Hawaii you go to a grocery store and get a poke bowl. And it's the, and best, it's the poke best bowl thing I've ever. ever had in my life. I've ever had in my life. And it was like ten dollars from a grocery store. So uh, that would be that would be my answer if I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life. It would be a poke bowl. Okay, I like this. What would you do if fear was not a factor and you could yes. not fail? You know what? I would love to live in a different country, like okay. in Europe or Australia That'd or cool. South Korea, or like I would love to go live in a different country, even if it wasn't forever. Like just for a just for a period of time to experience the world through a totally different culture, like a totally different place, like immerse myself into it. The day to days of walking to work and going to a bodega and, you know, like where yep. you're going out to eat, learning the language, just like how you go about life. And um, I went to I, I have a good friend who actually lives over in Paris, France, and oh. I went over there a couple of years ago just to see him. And that was the first time I ever went to Europe. And it's so funny how it's just little things that you do very differently. Best. Yeah, and, uh, it's so cool. I, I would love to, I think I would love to, if I knew that I couldn't fail, if I knew it was something that I was going to be able to obviously like, get through and, and have a great time and have a life-changing time, I would definitely want to do that for a little bit. Just live in a different culture, a different place, and experience something completely different from normal life. I love that. I love that answer. Okay, to wrap it up, it's our easy-to-enjoy question of the week, like a fine Ooh. wine. So in, okay. in Damashek fashion... Who would you rather fight, a ram or a pirate or, you know, a buccaneer? Like physically fist fight? Physically fight. A ram or a pirate? I'd rather f I'd rather fight a pirate because I, I, I would at least understand the technique of probably how they were going to fight me. Okay. Um, 
if a ram headbutts me one time, like my You're bones out. are shattered. Like we're yeah. like we're done here. We are straight yeah. up not having a good time anymore. <laughs> so like that's I think I, I think that I think I gotta go with pirate. I like my chances more. Uh even though okay. Rams don't have opposable thumbs and can't hold weapons. I, I just I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to get headbutt. Sounds like okay. an awful time. So I'm okay, gonna But I, I feel like if you hold the horns, like if you can but you gotta get, get to him first. You have to you know? get to it first, for yeah. sure. But if maybe you, I could if you can like could, steer it, you maybe know, I can, like, like lure him in, you know, like right. befriend but like befriend him and then just be like, Gotcha, this is actually a fight, you know, and then yeah. you just like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you got the arms. <laughs> so Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Rams are the second smartest animals to dolphins, actually. I don't know if you knew that. See, well, yeah, no, never mind. I I'm totally screwed. just made I'm that sticking up, with pirates. So I'm I just t- made I, that look, up. but you said it so confidently. You said like, uh, it so confidently yeah. that I was in. I was in. Yeah. Imagine, I'm like, even, yeah, their look, brains are so right. wired. Yeah, actually, and in SAT, Rams were the second highest. You know, they took the SAT test, and I don't know, reading comprehension, it was through the roof. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Well, Trevor, thanks so much for taking the time on such a busy day. I still I still am excited looking forward to this Rams Bucks game and I appreciate all your insights sort of helping me break it down so Rams fans and Rams lovers can sort of see what we're walking into this weekend so I really appreciate it. Erica, thank you so much for having me. This was a fun, very fun conversation. I enjoyed it. And of course, it's uh, even though the teams aren't having the exact seasons that they want, it's NFL football. And uh, it's new NFL football that we get to see this weekend against two teams who have a lot of talent, still a lot of high hopes. So I am looking forward to it as well. And thank you for having me on the show. Thanks to Trevor. That was so fun. I feel really excited and I'm kind of craving barbecue now. So maybe that's something that I can pair with my barefoot wine after this taping ends. Thanks so much for hanging out. Um, I love that you guys are sharing the show and talking about it and leaving Apple reviews and watching it on YouTube. And I appreciate you guys so, so much. I'm excited to take the team to Tampa. Me personally, on I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put them on my back. I'm really excited for this weekend and we're going to, we're going to take Tom Brady down, right? We got it. We got it. All right. That does it for this week's Ricky's Ram Jam. Cheers. Let's ram it. Let's ram it.